Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And we are turning dreamers into healers. I want to talk to you about my friend, Dave Sandrick. He is an author. He is a Hearts Unleashed author. He is also a teacher. And uh, Dave and I connected specifically last year when he started telling me about um, the book that he had written, The Healing Tree, a book of haikus to honor one special tree. And for some context, we are doing this interview the Wednesday before his book comes out, and you are going to be hearing it the Wednesday after his book comes out. He is also speaking at the Hearts Unleashed retreat coming up the very next weekend. So we are in a high vibe, high production, deadline type of energy here, and I want to welcome you, Dave. I want to I want you to tell us what it's like to uh, hit all the deadlines to become an author. I have just been riding this wave of excitement and trepidation for quite a while now. And it's it's been pretty awesome. It's been surreal. It's been been very cool. Let's just say that. It's been very cool. Very good. I love it. Um, And so tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are, where you are, what you're up to, and what got you here. Definitely. Um, I moved back to our hometown, Whiting, Indiana back in uh, February of 2020. So prior to that, I had gone through a pretty pretty challenging time in my life with with my marriage actually. So that that created a huge need for healing, but I didn't know exactly how to go about it. Um, I knew I wanted to and we had been living in Indianapolis. so um, I because of all these events that happened, I wanted to get back to my hometown. Um, this is where my parents were born and raised, and so was I. And I was able to get a job up here that started February of 2020. As we all know, the pandemic came along in March of 2020. So I had worked for about six weeks, um, and then everything changed for us all. Um, we were stuck inside, uh, and everyone was told not to you know, not leave their homes. And I could not really deal with that. So I was also in a relationship at the time post-marriage that was kind of, it was challenging as well. So I needed to walk. I needed to get out, kind of figure out what in, what feelings to wrestle with. So there's a certain path that I walk that takes me to Lake Michigan. And then along the beach was the first step towards starting to heal just the smell the smells of you know the lake air and to see chicago in the distance um i noticed this tree as i as i walked and i i was taking some pictures along the way um thought it was a pretty cool tree um and then walked on through whiting park and home you know the next morning i woke up again went for the same sunrise walk and took another picture and then the next day another picture on and on and on and so i started posting these pictures on facebook just to let people know hey it is safe outside go for a walk and i would, I would listen to some pretty healing music and just the whole combination of scenery uh music and just the vibe was very helpful to me 
that's how this whole process started was thanks to the pandemic, getting out to walk in nature and really start to, I didn't know I needed to heal. I think I was in some type of denial. So this really started to flush everything out for me. Mm, I hear you. And you know, what a, what a time for most of humanity navigating, being mandated to go indoors. And then, you know, normal life stuff is happening, relationships, end of relationships, um, new jobs, ends of jobs and life, death, uh, just navigating everything, but with a whole nother component. And so, you know, getting outside and, and exploring, I'm glad that that helped you. And it sounds like, and and from what I've read in your book, it sounds like it caused the healing. It caused the transition. What sort of transition did this cause for you? I would say it helped me to accept some of the pain that had happened in my life. You know, like I mentioned the word denial before, I thought, oh, I'm strong. I can handle all of this. And then you come to find out that sometimes uh, we're not as strong as we think until we dig deep, you know, dig deep to the roots. And then that's the connection with this tree really metaphorically started to uh, help me think through how to come to grips with things that had happened in the past. You know, the roots help the tree grow strong. Then an observation I made was that every picture I took was pretty much from the same place, the same tree. That didn't change. I mean, it changed through the seasons, as people will see when they turn the pages of this book. What I noticed was that the background of this tree really made it stand out. On mornings where there were no clouds, it it was still beautiful, but the clouds and the sun helped just enhance the beauty of this one tree. And that's then I connected it to all the people that were surrounding me in my life. You know, each had a different role of helping me recognize, you know, the beauty of life and also, you know, the pain and how beautiful it is to recover from some things. Mind blowing is, you know, maybe too big of a word for me, but it was is more the heart unleashing, the heart opening. That's what happened on yeah. these walks. Well, and I have it that uh, that's what got us into alignment and and collaboration. And I, I really love that part. And I wanted to take a moment to share my experience of reading the book and and reading and then also witnessing the book, I want to say, or looking at it. Because for those of you who uh, maybe haven't uh, heard about Dave yet or heard about his book, it just released on October 1st. So you can get that on Amazon. And it's even when I saw the cover, when I saw Susan, our, our layout artist, uh, deliver the cover to us. I just, the diversity of those pictures, I remember looking through the book and looking through the pictures day by day in the order that you took them and feeling something. There was such a, I was so present to seasons, life, death, winter, spring, summer, fall, the hibernation and the rising and and then you take pictures at sunrise and midday and and darkness and sometimes there was snow and it just it was really special i mean i can only imagine how special it was for you to be the one but then to be able to be someone reading it and receiving it it really the 
an energy. I don't know if the energy, because I'm sure your experience is different than the reader or any of us would filter it differently, but energy is definitely uh, comes through that book. And I, I really love it. And that's why I was so glad to partner with you in the publishing of it. And I wonder for you, what would you hope that a reader would get from this book and experience? That is a fabulous question. I, the first thought is just the appreciation of the picture, the appreciation of what I was seeing visually. That is something that I'm pretty proud of and feel. I don't often take time to give myself credit. That's maybe something I need to work on a little bit more. And this book is going to help. The pictures were stunning and it made me feel connected to nature in a way that I did not expect. So I'm hoping that it motivates people to, and I put, I mentioned this in the book, to get outside and go find something that they connect with out in nature and go visit it on a regular basis um, or as needed to just to feel, you know, seeing beautiful things helps feel it's a feel good type of situation for me. So I love going on these walks, seeing the street, taking the picture, sharing it on Facebook. And then that's when someone said, man, you should really put these pictures together. And that first suggestion was the first, you know, dream or vision of this book. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted to put it all together, but not just as a photography book of this tree. Um, And as I mentioned in the introduction, you know, I'm, I've been a big fan of books my, you know, for many, many years, and especially um, Eastern philosophical type books, mm. uh, Taoism, Buddhism, Zen, any, anything I could get my hands on. And they spoke a lot about poetry and haikus, you know, from Japan. I try to keep things simple in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to be succinct. I mean, I can talk and talk and talk if I'm put in the right situation. Mm-hmm. So I thought haikus are you know, based on nature and it just seemed to connect well. And so I, it was an enjoyable writing experience, mm-hmm. the haikus. Um, so I didn't want to make it a, well, I got to get up and write again. Mm. Um, I didn't want it to become labor for me. So it was really, you know, I looked at each picture. I thought about the time in my life and I really tried to write haikus that were both connected to nature and to healing um, and to try to be inspiring and encouraging. So back to the reader, I hope that as they're reading it, they're thinking of how this could apply to their lives and just try to find some goodness and joy and happiness and good feelings, you know, good Mm -hmm. vibes, man. That's what I'm (laughs) for after someone puts this book down. Mm -hmm. And I was tickled to hear, you know, my child who is in the book Ciro and they they are they them they them there and a very big part of this book and I've sent the book to uh, Ciro in Texas and they mentioned highlighting their favorite parts and just rereading it so just going back into this book Mm. uh, to hear that from you know, a person and that person is my child, which makes it extra special. Mm. That's what I'm also hoping for. I've been reading from the same, you know, two books for the last 25 years. They're daily meditation type of books. And I think that's maybe what's up next for me. Uh, for this all calms down is to think about a daily type of, not a devotional necessarily, but a meditative type of book. I love that. 
I also have uh, visions of a daily devotional or daily book. And so vibing on that front. And I would love for you to share with our listeners, because a lot of them are also aspiring authors or have something, have a, everybody think everybody has a book in them. It's a matter of if they really have the passion to put it out there. I love what you mentioned about really deciding on haikus so that it's not, doesn't become a burden or work to where you don't, you aren't interested or follow through on it. And so I'd love to hear, I'd love for you to share with our authors more about the process of becoming an author. And I want to ask in a specific way of like, how has it grown you? What has it like unleashed or activated within you? Another fabulous question. Thank you. It's my forte. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, Sophomore year in high school, I started jotting things down, you know, thoughts that turned into some poems that, or that just became stream of consciousness kinds of thinking, you know, at 16, you know, starting to question the meaning of life. And, and I don't know if I was ready for that at 16. Um, I can kind of veer this conversation off into things I've read, you know, from you and then from also from Whitney reading her book, um, Half Wild, mm-hmm. another Hearts Unleashed publishing house book. Mm-hmm. But just, you know, I, I turned to alcohol to try to stop those thoughts. So it was a combination of I wanted to turn the thoughts off because they were so rampant and they didn't go away. As a college student, alcohol kind of helped turn those thoughts off, but then it didn't. They would come back even louder. Um, So I tried to journal to help myself feel these feelings and I'm trying to understand what was happening. I specifically remember, and this is way, way off topic, but not, you know, at the age of 16 questioning, you know, my faith. It's like, why, why would God let so many horrible things happen in the world? Um, But there's so much beauty in the world too. So I really was wrestling with these thoughts, you know, for the last 36 years of my life on and off. I was a doctoral student for several years. So a lot of reading and writing I was doing was for school. So it took me away from the personal side of things, flash forward to the pandemic and having time and then making time to write, that really became important. It was part of my morning routine after taking a walk to take some time and sit there, look at that tablet, that book, that notebook, mm-hmm. and just write. So that that is a very critical part is the making of time. And it's very hard as a teacher. When you're not working, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to find time to do this kind of activity. But like right now, it's it's hard to do. So I have to get up earlier and make it happen. I love the way you're sharing that because I do think that the pandemic afforded us a lot of opportunities or forced <laughs> opportunities upon us that everybody, you know, everybody coped differently, but, or let's say used it to their advantage or didn't or however, whatever. And so, um, but it really did open, it created a a tremendous void and how we filled that void, uh, you know, became part of our own stories. And I I love what you're saying about the way that you use that time and whether it be the walking and the taking of the photos or the writing portion of it and how now that I wouldn't do, I wouldn't even begin to say return to any sort of normal, but however we've recalibrated um, more opportunity to be 
busy or distracted has entered back into our lives. And so um, becoming intentional, practicing making time for things that we love or are passionate about or are healthy and and good for our well-being and our our creative expression, um, that intentionality is a major part of a creative endeavor. I I speak a lot about that with my my clients and and students in my Write Your Book in 60 Days course. It's, you know, you have to create the space for a creative project, no matter what it be. And so I just, I love what you're sharing. And I I love that you use that time to create something and, and to walk through a healing journey and that it has brought you to this point where now you're going to impact many with with your own journey and with the product that you created. It's beautiful. And so I have another question, which I, I love to ask most of our guests, which is, what does it look like for Dave's heart to be unleashed? Not as much of a look as it is a feel. I mean, there's Ooh, this, yes. this feeling of accomplishment is pretty big, that this is something I've wanted to do for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm a big believer in timing and serendipity and things mm-hmm. happening as they, you know, happening in its own time. I've never been very patient with that. Again, the pandemic has, you know, forced a lot of things upon us and to be patient. And I, you know, my brain works a lot harder than my heart sometimes. And it makes me ignore feelings. It talks me out of things a lot. And this book writing process, this journey with nature and healing uh, has helped to open this stubborn heart of mine to be more vulnerable to people because you know, I'm laying it out there in this book. And it's and I don't often talk about the hurt because a lot of times we are conditioned to be tough and strong and, you know, and not vulnerable and not hurt. You know, the whole boys don't cry thing. I wasn't raised that way, but I mean, I think it's in our blood because my grandfather and his brothers were all tough as nails up here Mm -hmm. from the region. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that trickles down a little bit, but I had, I have wonderful parents who raised us with love and discipline and support Um, in this book process. You know, I did lose my dad um, back in June. Um, He's a part of this book and I hope he knows it. Yeah. Um, I write about it in the book and that's my favorite passage. And I'm so happy I was able to get it in this book before it got published was a small, small tribute to such a huge life Mm. um, that my father lived. And um, it's made this whole thing very, very, very special. So I look forward to embracing. I know this will go beyond. I mean, just hearing from people that I've not heard from in a long time who have been following my Facebook post about this book publishing journey and how supportive and happy. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess, I guess this is a pretty big deal um, that they know somebody whose book is going to be on a shelf that they can hold on to. So that's pretty, it's a pretty big thought that is a hard thought. And um Again, I say the word cool only because it, only because it is. I mean, it's a very, yeah. very cool and surreal thing that is happening for me. But yeah. then tomorrow I have a group of fourth grade kids who they don't, they don't care. So I've got to wrangle them. <laughs> so 
I don't necessarily have the time to think about this during the day, but still, I'm looking forward to the conference that's going to come up in a few days. I'm, mm-hmm. I know we're talking, the book will have been released prior to people listening to this, and I can't wait for Saturday night mm. just because of all of the people who said they're coming to help me celebrate this yeah. accomplishment. Yeah. So amazing. And um, I want to reiterate to our listeners, this book is out and it is on Amazon. It's also over, it's over the .com. There's a bunch of different places to get it, but I would head to Amazon and um, you want to, we will link it in the show notes, but also it's incredibly helpful for authors in general. I would love to tell you those um, of, if you are supporting your friends and family and uh, acquaintances who have released a book, hopping on to make sure that you search that title and type in the title helps with all of the, um, oh, like the the gamification of writing and publishing a book. So if you go to Amazon and type in The Healing Tree, a book of haikus to honor one special tree by Dave Sandrick, you will be helping him uh, reach new heights in the sales world. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I want to say that to, to any of your friends and family who you see launching a book, helping them as best as you can, um, sharing, buying, um, sending to other people, all of those beautiful things. It's really fun. And it's quite the adventure and it's it's a small contribution to someone that you're supporting when they've put in so much work. I'll tell you from from a personal standpoint and from the dozens of people I have helped put a book into the world. It's there's no paycheck. There's no paycheck for following a creative um, endeavor, especially at the beginning of the journey. Um, I remember in 2017 when I was writing Giving Up, Giving Up. I I just couldn't write fast enough, but I had to fund my, my, you know, pay my bills and all of that and then get this book out. And now it's great because it sells, but at the same time, following our heart is really a work of heart. It's a work of art and it takes a lot of commitment on that front end. And so any ways that you guys as listeners can contribute uh, is always deeply, deeply appreciated. So be sure to take a look for that. And Dave, I had one more question for you as we begin to wrap up. You mentioned vulnerability and you also said, boys don't cry, that that tough as nails kind of man. And you really, you've opened up a lot. uh, And I know that that's been a journey for you. And I would love to ask because um, you also said something about, I think a lot of people relate to feeling one way and then life sort of forcing us to be another way. Like you said, I have, you know, I got to show up to work and my fourth graders don't care how cool launching a book is. I got, you know, I got to do the job and no matter what, and we have a lot of moms and dads and parents who feel the same way. Maybe they feel compartmentalized from what they do for career versus what they do at home or who they are in their roles in life. What would you say to someone who's listening, who's really feels like life has them, they have to be one way, but inherently they want to be another way. And it's it's time to let that part of them out. So compartmentalized, I've heard that word several times over the last couple of years. And that's, <laughs> I've learned to operate in that structure, how to you know dig deep and use you know, tree metaphors. It's like, you really have to do the work. You have to do some digging to get to your own roots um, in order to find out a bit more about who you are as a human being. Um, You really need to take time to get to know yourself in order to then be able to be authentically 
present for another person. It just makes it so much easier to share. And when I say easier to share, it's it's very difficult, you know, until you get comfortable with it to talk through feelings and emotions and things that are on the more vulnerable side of life. Um, but I've found once that starts to happen, it just continues to happen, you know, mm. tenfold. It becomes easy to do, easy to share. And that energy, you know, as you're giving energy away, it's also feeding you. Mm. So it's this wonderful cycle of you keep sharing positive energy is going to come back to you. But that also happens in the opposite too. It's like negative negative energy can take you down. Mm -hmm. So if you dwell in that, it's going to be very hard to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And I was in some situations in the last six years that was were dark. So, but I wasn't going to let it take me down. So you find ways to connect with people you love, things you love to do. Um, You put it all together, and you you find the healing path. It just sometimes takes a while. I love it. I love it. And I'm so grateful that you've shared your unleashed heart with me and with our listeners, with our community. I want to thank you for being here and sharing and for following your heart to write this book, to share who you are. And um, what I want to say is thank you for sharing. I say this because of the book, like, but your snapshot of life. Life through your lens is another way I'd like to say that because it's a beautiful view and um, it's been great to to walk this journey with you. I I appreciate you more than you will know probably, um, <laughs> but you you have helped so many people and we are all very fortunate that you found us, we found you, and um, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Acknowledgement received. (laughs) And and, uh, for those of you listening, I I appreciate the way that you guys show up to us unleashing our hearts to you. Um, It's beautiful. I love creating a space and uh, a time and a community and a platform where people can live unleashed and, and hear each other and receive each other and appreciate each other. And so Dave, I acknowledge you listeners. I acknowledge each of you. Thank you. I know you tune in from all over the world and it means so, so much to me. So thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. We love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.